Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure that I have a returning guest on the show this evening, Melanie Barnum. Melanie has a new book that has just gone out. It's called Psychic Development Beyond Beginners. She also has another book recently for this year that I'd like to get into as well, which is Manifest Your Year, Exercises to Make Your Wishes Come True. Ms. Barnum resides in Bethel, Connecticut, She's an international author of multiple books and the creator of her psychic symbol, Oracle Cards. She's a psychic, a medium, an intuitive counselor, a life coach, and a hypnotist who has been practicing professionally for well over 20 years. Barnum was a VIP reader at Psych Out, a gathering of the nation's foremost psychics organized by Court TV. She brings comfort and healing through her work with clients, both locally and internationally, and enjoys helping others connect by teaching workshops and seminars. It's with great pleasure that I bring Melanie Barnum on the show. Welcome to the show, Hi, Ms. Barnum. Hi. Thank you, you so much for agreeing to come on. Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I love having you return to the show. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I just uh, I just was actually with our mutual friend Chris Esposito and his wife last week, and I mentioned to him that you'd be coming on the show and I'm trying to get him to tune in. So let's see if he does that today. But, um, awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was looking at your book and I'm very intrigued by it. We do have some callers by the way, that will integrate into our discussion. I wanted to ask you last time we spoke at our last episode last year, you were, I think in the process of finishing your book, manifest your year exercises to make your wishes come true. And yeah, I want, I wanted to ask you for our audience if you could describe that book first and how our audience can find out more about it, and then we'll get into your Psychic Development Beyond Beginners book. Sure. Um, there, it seems that there's a little bit of a delay, so I apologize if I talk over you at all. Oh, no no worries. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to correct that if possible. Uh, okay. Um, so my book, Manifest Your Year, Exercises to Make Your Wishes Come True, is different than all of my other books in that it is a kind of a 52-week manifestation exercise book. And it has manifestation exercises in it that kind of run the gamut from, you know, manifesting a new home, um, drawing in lasting um, financial abundance. But the difference with this book um, that I found when I was writing it is that I really just tuned into my intuition and I said, look, I want this book to be just an easy kind of fun um, way to manifest things because people put so much pressure on how exactly do you manifest? You know, what are the exact procedures that you need to do? And so I wrote this book with the idea that, um, first of all, like I said, I was tapping into my intuition to bring in the different exercises. 
idea that I wanted you to have fun while you're manifesting. So I wanted it to be kind of silly. Um, but even though it's silly, it's still very powerful. Because when you enjoy manifesting something, you actually can bring you even stronger than if it's a chore to manifest. So Manifest Your Year became kind of a, uh, how do I say it? Not really a pet project, but kind of a fun project for me while I was writing my other book. And I really enjoyed kind of trying them out on friends and, you know, doing things with family. Um, and, you know, there's, there's exercises in there where you have to, like, sprinkle glitter everywhere. So there's all different types of um, manifestations and all different ways that you can manifest things. And you have the ability to jump around in the, and decide which um, manifestations you want to do for yourself. What is it that you actually want to create in your life? What is it that you actually want to change in your life and bring to you in your life? And I made it in a way that it can be very simple but fun to do. And it's accessible to anybody. And to purchase the uh, Manifest Your Year book, would that be on Amazon or would that go through your website or how would our audience find out about that? Uh, you can purchase it through me directly. You can go to my website at www.melaniebarnum.com or you can definitely go to Amazon and purchase it there as well. So you can get an ebook or you can get the uh, physical paper. Okay. I'm probably asking that question uh, ahead of time. I know it probably goes for both all your books. Is that correct? That they can go to your website? Because I know you have several books that you've done, a, a plethora of books, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Would that be – so Amazon or your website would probably be the best way for them to uh, look at your work further yeah. and uh, evaluate all my, it. All of my other books um, are available anywhere you buy books. So any bookstores, any um, online sites, you can find my books. You can even find my books at walmart.com or target.com. Um, so, yeah, all of my books are available on my website for sure and on Amazon, but the rest, you know, all, all other six of them, I had to stop and think how many books I had. <laughs> the other six are available <laughs> worldwide. Congratulations on, on your most recent accomplishments and on all your accomplishments. Sounds like you've definitely have accumulated, created a great, uh, you know, a, a collection of of really great literary works that people can study further in order to develop their psychic abilities. That's why I really was interested in having you on today because I think this topic is so relevant to so many people I talk to and interact with who are interested in wanting to become more intuitive or be able to be more open to receiving messages. And that brings us to your current book, Psychic Development Beyond Beginners. Um, I was looking at this. I think it's great. Um, one of the things I – of course, I'm like you, I'm a psychic, looking at my own development of my intuition and then actually looking how you presented it in your book, I think it's great. I think the way you've laid out the material between, you know, the, the introductory chapters where you talk about things such as psychic symbols and psychic representations and chakras, and then you kind of get into the, the thick of it when you get into the middle of the book. Um, let me get to the start of this. I want to ask you if you could explain to our audience what metaphysical intelligence is and why it's relevant to understanding how to develop your own psychic ability. <laughs> how did I know you were going to ask that? Um, okay, so <laughs> metaphys <psychic>. metaphysical, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, metaphysical intelligence isn't really a big secret. It's essentially just saying that, you know, you kind of tap into a different area in your um, in your life you start to understand and start to be able to relate to all things that are, you know, regarding intuition and your intuitive abilities. You start to be able to um, open up to almost like a different language, like a different, a different energy that's out there. And that's kind of what metaphysical intelligence is in a nutshell. It allows you to, to relate to things on a different level. You know, we have our normal senses, our, our sight, our hearing, our sense of touch, et cetera. Um, and, you know, psychic senses are very important to us every day as well. And people don't always recognize that. And when you start recognizing these things as being part of your everyday life, then they become part of your metaphysical intelligence, per se. Um, it becomes part of who you are, not just your regular, like, book smarts. Um, but it, it goes a little deeper, and it, it takes you into your intuition and your own psychic abilities. 
I like that. I think that's great. Um, I, I'm going to take one of our callers and integrate them into the show, if that's okay with you, because this way we can kind of go between your book and then have sure. someone calling and asking for information. I'm going to go to our first caller. Her name is Sophia. Hold on one second. Hello. Hi, Sophia. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Jason Zook. May I ask Sophia where you're calling from? Georgia. Okay, great. And uh, do you happen to have a question for Melanie Barnum or myself? Uh, the, well, either both of you can uh, kind of tune in if you like. I do have a question. Sure. Okay. Hi, Melanie. What's your question? Hi, Hi Sophia. Hi, hon. I recently started an uh, ende- endeavor uh, on the side. It's not, a, it's not my full-time day job. I started something on the side. And I would just like to know if there's anything that you uh, bring forth that Spirit would like to share in order in, in reference to kind of guiding me or uh, in, into what I'm doing. Okay. Um, Melanie, I'll, well, what I'm going to let you go first since you're the guest. <laughs> sure. Um, one of the things that I that I pick up on right away is to kind of claim your boundaries. So I feel like um, I'm not sure exactly what this new endeavor is, but you have to make sure that you kind of set um, set boundaries for yourself and what exactly it is that you want to accomplish or what exactly it is that you want to do with this. Um, you asked if there was anything that you you know that could kind of help you or that that you should know about this uh, side business. And again, like I said, I feel like it's about setting boundaries, but I also feel like it's going to shift a little bit and change a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be exactly what you set set it out to be, I think it is going to shift a bit, and that'll be okay. So just be open to that. Okay. Does that make sense? I have one thing. Yeah. Good. Okay. I, I'll, I'll be Sorry. sure to note that, Melanie. Okay. Uh, I have one thing to add, and I think it's right on point with Melanie. You're right on point with what you're saying. The one thing I'm going to add is pay attention to the details of what you're doing. Get everything lined up because I feel like there could be some confusion later on. If you don't get everything lined up now and understand exactly what it is you're trying to do, if you're trying to work with other people, get their roles defined, get your role defined, understand what exactly you're expected to be doing and set your goals with that so you have that kind of, you know, have it defined adequately. Because I think if you leave it, it might become more of a burden for you later. I just had that conversation yesterday. It, it is. It, I'm doing this alone. However, uh, some of the phone calls or, or messages that I've been getting from some of the ladies is totally off. Uh, was totally off from what it is I'm trying to do. I had to kind of reel them back in and say, mm-hmm. "Look, remember uh, the description you read. This is my focus, and this is this is all I know to teach." And that's what I'm going to teach is what I know from experience. Um, I think we're getting a little sidetrack here. I, I can't mm-hmm. – I'm not here to do A, B, C, and D. I'm only here to do sure. – um, So, yeah, you were amazing. That was right on point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Thank makes you. perfect sense, Thank getting you. the boundaries. It right? does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Sophia, I also got one other thing. I, I'm hearing sure. to – um, make sure that you stay in your skin. So to me, this means that you stay true to who you are um, and stay present with what you're trying to accomplish, but make sure that it still feels right and that you're still heading in the right direction. So, um, and and play, like play with it, have fun with it. Yes, um, I, I am doing that because I just started. Uh, I mean, I do have a goal and an overall, but I, I am staying open. So it right. made sense. Uh, what you stated as well. Just be open to even if there if it shifts, um, that made yeah. a lot of sense as well. Oh, perfect. Uh, well, good luck to you. Enjoy yeah, I'm just let Spirit yeah. guide me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank so you both. Thank you. Oh, good luck. So good luck. Right. Bye bye. I really appreciate you giving insight on that. I uh, wanted to ask you, looking at your book, uh, Psychic Development Beyond Beginners. One of the things you talk about in, in the intro chapter or, or at the beginning of the book is uh, being able to know who you're connecting to when you try to develop your abilities. I, I have a lot of people I work with who tell me 
how do I know who I'm connecting with and how do I prevent the wrong influences from coming in? And I, I noticed you talked about that, so I wanted to ask you if you could share that with our audience. Sure. I'm not sure exactly what I wrote in the book, but it's it's, it's pretty much um, standard for me that one of the first things that you want to do is that before you try and connect to anybody, you ask that you only connect to positive energies. Um, and by positive, I mean not necessarily they're, they're going to give you just positive information, but positive means that they have your best interest at heart. And so that's the first thing you should be doing is ask just to connect to positive energies. And, again, it's not that they're just going to give you positive information. So if you're trying to uh, connect to one of your deceased loved ones and, you know, they were really mean here on earth, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't mm-hmm. connect to them on the other side as a positive energy because they were part of your life or part of your family history. Um, but one of the ways that you can kind of feel who you're connected to and make sure that it's a positive energy is literally just take a moment when you first feel like you're starting to connect to somebody and feel how your body feels. Feel, you know, feel how um, your skin feels. Does it feel like you're being attacked in some way? Does it feel comfortable? Does it feel warm? Um, and start asking, you know, some questions. If you want to see if it's really the person that they're claiming to be or the, you know, the deceased loved one that they're claiming to be, if you're trying to connect to somebody specifically, um, start kind of asking them, you know, in your mind. Ask them some questions. And if they're giving you um you know, strange kind of answers, or if you're getting a strange or an uncomfortable response, then do some clearing. Um, But before you start trying to connect to anybody, make sure that you do some kind of a shield around you or protection energy around you. You could do either a bubble where you send out a bubble all around your body, um, kind of metaphysically, and you're protecting your energy and only allowing positivity to come through. Um, so you're allowing uh, positive energies that you want to connect to to come through, but you're kind of repelling any negativity or any negative um, energies that want to either cause you havoc or create chaos or do you harm even. So more often than not, what you are connecting to is people that are positive or that are, that are trying to help you in some way. But every once in a while, you get that energy that kind of sneaks in and you you usually can feel it. You you know, if you pay attention to how your body feels, um, if it feels yucky, disconnect. Tell them, see you later. You know, no more. I don't want you here anymore. And if you start to feel uncomfortable, you can always tell them to go away. Go away. I don't want to talk to you. Do not come back. That's great. And and, and, and basically, you're setting, you're defining it. You're keeping the wrong, you're, you're, you're opening yourself up only to the proper energies by using your manifestation or your intention and through prayer or, or med, you know, meditation. Would that be accurate? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, of course, okay. you, you do have those circumstances where there's, you know, people that um, have been haunted or, you know, have bad entities in their homes, that kind of thing. And if you're already aware that there's a negative energy or an energy that's not there um, to create happiness in your life, then that's a little bit of a different story. And you have to, you know, kind of go deeper with that. Um, but for the, the basic person who's just kind of trying to connect, just working on connecting for themselves, um, you know, the basic rule of thumb, like I said, is just start off by putting that protection around you. Okay. In your book, you discuss the the clairs. I think there's like five of them. And the mm-hmm. reason I'm asking about this is a lot of people ask me, what does clairaudience mean and how does it differ from clairvoyance? And I'm not expecting you to define all of them individually. That's in your book. I just wanted to ask you, when you're trying to determine what your, your, your strengths are in terms of mm-hmm. your, your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, or whatnot, how do you distinguish to help someone develop that ability if they want to become more clairvoyant, for example, and they have the ability to be claircognizant? How can you get someone to focus more on developing the skill that they may not have? For example, the clairvoyance and they don't get that for, you know, for when they try as hard as possible. Is there anything you do to try to help your, 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 your students or clients develop these skills? Sure. Well, with each different type of Claire or clear um, psychic ability, you can definitely do different exercises to find out, you know, what your dominant um, ability is and how you can, 
increase certain abilities. Um, and, you know, one of the ways to figure out what, what type of psychic ability you're using is to notice the words that you're using. So if you're trying to tune into somebody, say you're trying to tune into, you know, um, okay, Jason, say you asked me, you know, what, what should I do tomorrow? And what would be the best thing for me to do tomorrow? And I told you, well, I'm feeling that you should go here or I'm seeing you do this. Or, you know, I'm hearing this music playing, so I think that this is where you should be. Or, you know, I'm tasting, um, you know, this great chicken parmesan, so I think you're, you know, going to an Italian (laughs) fest. Like, you start listening and paying attention to the words that you're using, and you'll start realizing what senses you're using. That's one of the easiest ways to figure it out. So I feel is clairsentient. That's your feeling, Claire. And I see is clairvoyance. That's your your psychic sight or your seeing player. Um, I hear the music playing in the background. That's your clear audience. Um, that's your, you know, psychic hearing. Or I taste is your clear gustance or um, your, your, your taste, your psychic taste. Um, and, you know, you can go on and on and on with this, but you may find also that as you're saying the words or as you're, you know, defining um, what somebody's asking you by using your feeling words or your, your sensory words, you may find that you overlap. So, you know, I might feel that you're kind of running through a meadow and I see the beautiful flowers all around you and I can hear the birds singing and I can smell the ocean nearby. And, you know, so you start to overlap your senses because you're getting sensory input um, psychically from different players. You're using your different abilities all at once. And that starts happening more and more as you develop more and more. I like the way you laid this out, you know, the whole mnemonic, mnemonic, I'm trying to say that right, for like a learning device. I feel like the way you laid it out in your chapter here really helped me to even be able to grasp it easier. Because I've been professionally as a psychic for about two years. And as I'm sure your journey 20 years ago, you get exposed to all this information, you learn the terms, then you have people who are at least, you know, less experienced than you. I'm going to point to the Claire. And I'm going to say, go to this book, look at this page, and it lays out pretty well <laughs> all the different things that you can look at for your psychic abilities, your psychic senses. Uh, so I think that's really go. laid out well. Okay. One of the things I'm looking at in your book, you were talking about psychic symbols and psychic representations in that chapter, and you define what a psychic symbol is. I wanted to ask you, how can one who's a beginner use symbolism to develop and practice their intuitive abilities? Sure. Well, um, I do actually have a whole book. My first book was called The Book of Psychic Symbols. So one of the easiest one of the easiest things that I found in in writing that book and in writing this chapter in this book um, is that you know our guides and our loved ones and you know our angels, the universe, pretty much wants us to succeed. They want to be able to give us information in any way possible that we can easily access. So they'll send us things that we can recognize. And by sending us, I mean they'll show us images or they'll send us feelings or, you know, the sounds or the smells. And they can become symbolic for us. They can become symbols. So if, you know, if you're asking me, hey, Melanie, should I go through with this new business endeavor? Because I'm thinking about it. And all of a sudden I get a flash of a stop sign. That's a pretty clear symbol that's saying, don't do it. <laughs> Get back, dude. Don't even think about doing that. It's not going to be a good thing for you. <laughs> um, and as you continue, kind of as you continue, you know, using your psychic abilities or even just your everyday intuition, um, you'll start noticing these symbols or these symbolic images floating through your mind or these symbolic songs. Um, and, you know, all the different ways that you receive your psychic information can be through symbols. So symbols and actually signs are very similar, but symbols are more metaphysical whereas signs are in the physical realm. So you see a sign or you, you know, you um, receive something from somebody else that's here in the physical world and you say, oh my God, that, you know, that means this because that just happened and that's a coincidence and, you know, it's a synchronistic event and, and symbols and signs kind of overlap in that way, except that, like I said, symbols are a way to 
understand kind of metaphysical information or metaphysical messages. That's a great, that's Does a, that make I, sense? I like the fact, the idea, yeah, for me, when I get <laughs> okay. information for people, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. I get when they ask me questions, I'll usually go with the first information I get when they ask me something like, well, is this job going to work out for me? And if I get the immediate feeling I get will be through symbols, not a stop sign, but I'll get some type of an image that will relay or a gut feeling that'll say, hey, yeah. hold off, or you're going to be okay, you know, that kind of thing. I right. do have another caller I'd like to integrate into our discussion, if that's okay with you. Sure. Um, sure. I have Mary ca- calling, I believe, from New York. Let me see. Hello. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. May I ask where you're calling from? I think it's New York, but I want to make sure. You're right on the money. <laughs> okay. Hi, Mary. Uh, welcome to our show. <laughs> Melanie and I are here, and I wanted to ask if you have a question for us at all to consider for you. Yes, and it regards my job. So I'm wondering if the um, hiring of a lawyer to write a letter to my employers who would like to reduce my role in salary will lead to a better negotiation in terms of um, either me exiting and getting a nice severance package or me staying a little bit longer and still being able to retain my salary and title. Okay. Hmm. Um, so your main question then is whether or not to hire an attorney. Or to I get already an attorney did. To and write I just, a letter. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is that the attorney sent the letter, and then my employer, since I'm still working at this organization, asked to speak to me about this. And I said, well, I uh, think that you should be having this conversation with my lawyer, or your lawyer should be having a conversation with my lawyer. So, you know, Hmm. like, I I am – and then my new boss, since there is new management – said that they don't have a lawyer, and um, I don't know how this is going to go, but, um, yeah, I just want to get your sense on how things are going to pan out and how I really should um, try to answer questions with respect to um, uh, or any questions that come up from my employer with respect to what I would like to achieve. Because I really feel like I don't want to talk to them about this anymore because I've tried. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Would you? Yeah. Melanie, would you Would you like me to try first on this since I'm a lawyer? <laughs> I'm sure. actually a oh, you're lawyer a lawyer? For a second. <laughs> you're a yeah. lawyer? I never oh, I didn't realize that, <laughs> Jason. That's great. Okay. Oh, you know, hey, listen, hey, hey. For my, but hey, listen, i got to be very careful how I it. do this. Uh, I'm on on the air, so there's a lot of ethics rules that guide lawyers. I'm very mindful of all those. But in this one particular instance, I'm going to tell you, yes, I'm a lawyer, and yes, I'm in five states, and New York's not one of them. So that's why I'm going to be very careful to say anything to you other than the fact that what I would suggest you do, and this is non-psychic first. That's why I'm distinguishing this. Your lawyer is very painful. You need to have your lawyer be your mouthpiece with your employer. So I would defer Mm -hmm. and take that pressure off of you. Let your lawyer talk to them since you hired your lawyer. Your lawyer is your spokesperson and preserve that. That's why your lawyer was hired, okay? That alleviates mm-hmm. you from having to have that, that concern. And your employer should not even be including you if you're retained by an attorney to do this kind of an issue. So that's something you just need to tell them that, like you did. Go to your lawyer. Um, secondly, I'm going to tell you that I feel like things are going to get better for you as you go on. Whether or not it's you stay there or move on, I see you changing stuff by January, so I feel like you're going to have a transition coming up. But I see it working out for your benefit. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things I see is don't get hung up on what if this happens, what if that happens, what am I going to do, mm-hmm. how's this going to play out. I feel like you hired the lawyer for a reason, the lawyer is going to help you, and in the end, things do work out for you. Um, you're going to wind up with either a better position somewhere else, or they're going to treat you with kid gloves because now they know they're on notice. So that's my, you know, my feeling for you on that. Okay, great. Actually, I interviewed for another job, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if um, that job is going to come through for me. 
So, Mary, yeah, I'm going to jump in now too because yeah, I yeah, feel like one of the thing one of the things that I'm getting is that mm-hmm. um, you're. I feel like it's it's going to be better for you to leave. Um, period. Yeah. Like flat out, it's better for you to leave. Um, and I feel like if you stay there longer rather than shorter, it's just going to really grind on you um, and make you feel not so good. Um, but I do think, like Jason said, I do think that because of the attorney, um, you will get more than what you were going to get, but you're not going to get everything that you hoped for. Okay? It's it's not going to be everything that you want, but it is going to be better than what you um, were offered or better than the alternatives. Um, but I also feel like, you know, in letting go and letting this job um, go, it's going to open you up to better things. So I agree with Jason that you're going to have better opportunities. And I also um, got January. I get something about December as well, but I get January as well. So I feel like, you know, the end of this year is going to play out and uh, agreed with Jason that you're going to have the um, the concerns and the worries, but let those all go because I don't think that you need to worry about it. I think you're going to make out better than you did before. Mm-hmm. And so um do you think that the job that you see me getting in the colder months is going to be the one that I applied, that I interviewed for? Um, I think that there's going to be something else. I think that this one is possible, but I think that there's also going to be something else that's going to be um, even better for you. So be flexible, stay open to the possibility. So essentially what I'm getting is that you can um, possibly get this job, but I think there's going to be a better one out there for you. Hmm. As you say that, Melanie, I'm getting that you're going to likely have an interview with this one that you did already, and I feel like something's going to either be followed up with you, there'll be a delay on their part with this job, but I see more likely than not, I agree with her, that, that there's going to be another job that catches your eye in the future, and I feel like around November, you're going to have some inclination of what that is. So. And I'm also hearing, um, I'm also hearing sleep on it, so kind of take a breath. And don't um, jump at the first thing that comes along because you're nervous about everything. Because I feel like you're going to be totally fine, Mary. I think that you know your stuff, and you're going to be good wherever you end up. And I think that you are definitely going to be getting a job that that fits you and that works better for you, makes you happy. Because I see you actually laughing and smiling. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I mean, is there going to be a break between – my current job and my next job then. So you're saying that the separation is actually a good idea. Yeah, I do. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, I do feel like there's going to be a little bit of a break there, but I also feel like it's going to be okay. So whether it's severance or unemployment or whatever it is, um, I feel like it's going to be okay. And I'm getting something about like mentors or role models or something. So there's going to be somebody that will be able to help you um, to figure out kind of what your next move is or where you should be. Um, if, if that person's not with you already or if you haven't met those people already, um, I feel like that's coming in for you so that it's going to be able to help you to get the best job that you can. Okay. 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 And I also feel like, you know, we're sitting here talking about psychic stuff. I feel like um, you need to check into your gut and, and feel what your gut feels like, you know, feel what your intuition is telling you. And I'm not talking about the fear mm-hmm. of it. Um, I'm talking about the, you know, like for a new job. Like what does your what does your intuition tell you you need to do? What does it tell you you need to be? I feel like you need to take this opportunity to kind of be happier and do something that you really like. Mm-hmm. Okay. You still sound I get, scared. Okay. I get, it'll I, all work out. <laughs> yeah. And I get, I get new opportunities, new beginnings started a year I see you on a new page so I don't think you're going to be really I, I see you smiling as well in the sense that I see you <laughs> satisfied with the transition you're going to about to do once you're done once you're done with it okay, okay. thank you so much all right well for thank calling you our show. all right, <laughs> all right Mary Good hang luck. in there Good luck. Right. okay thank, thank you. you you're welcome I uh I love the way you pulled in your symbols there when you brought up someone smiling because that <laughs> I I, oh. I like incorporating that into the reading when you get someone actually because you can relay that they see the image of that I can see you right. smiling about this in the future right when you get that re- yeah. reading done and someone's telling you that you're going to be smiling it hopefully alleviates their worry anxiety because we all have that 
about our future with of the situation. Course. So I think it's great the way you incorporated that. I really do. Um, you know, Jason, I want to ask you. It's back interesting. To oh, I'm sorry. It's interesting yeah. though how you just said that I did that because I don't even realize that I do that. It just happens naturally. <laughs> so, like, once you start using that as your new language, your psychic language, using your symbols as your psychic language, it just begins to happen naturally. You don't even think about it. So thanks for pointing that out to me. You know, oh, that was great. I, I, I love having other psychics on the show as a guest psychic talk about your book, but then also have you doing readings with me because I feel like I can gain perspective from the way you read and understanding oh. what you're picking up because we're both picking up, you know, certain information and we're probably picking up our own way of doing it. And then we interpret mm-hmm. it, and then we convey it. And I like I like your delivery. So it's uh, oh, I've had a couple of different psychics on, and I really appreciate that. I um, you talk about symbols. We just talked about that. And for someone who wants to develop their abilities, you mentioned the importance of creating a symbol journal, symbols journal. Yeah. I want to see if you could tell our audience a little about what that is and how they would go about doing that. Sure. So, um, okay, I'll use the two examples we've already used. So. Get a blank journal, um, preferably something you can carry around. So, you know, maybe it is a laptop, but usually it's easier to just scribble in a book um, and then maybe, you know, transfer it into a laptop so you can put stuff alphabetically. Um, but it's kind of nice to just have like a little journal that you can write in wherever you are. And anytime that you feel like you're getting kind of a symbolic message or anytime you feel like, you know, you're being shown something symbolically, write it down. And write down how it made you feel. Write down what, what, it's, what you saw when you saw the image or when you got the symbol. Um, write down everything that you can about it because that could be your new symbol for something. Um, so like the stop sign, you know, obviously that's a pretty common one to say stop, turn around, go back, don't do what you're about to do. Um, that's a pretty common symbol. It's a pretty universal symbol. Um, and it's why we have them on our streets because it's telling us to stop. But as a psychic symbol, it's a pretty good, clear message to us if we're asking a, should I move forward with this or not? And if you see a stop sign, obviously, that's, that's a no, stop and don't do what you're about to do. Um, so write that down in your psychic symbols journal so that now stop anytime you're asking for a psychic message or anytime you're trying to do a reading with somebody else. If you get that symbol showing up in your mind in some way, you know what it means. Um, And laughter, we just used the laughter symbol as well. I saw her smiling and laughing. So that also can go into your symbolic journal. Excellent. What's that? And and do you find find working with this stuff that certain symbols will come up frequently to represent something, for example, the laughter or the smiling or the stop sign you you mentioned? Is that something that you pick up on when you do readings or people ask you for information? Do you find the same type of symbols convey certain messages? Uh, yep, absolutely. Um, one of the weirdest symbols that I get, and actually it's not weird to me, but it's weird to other people when I try and explain it to them, um, is something that has to do with my mom. And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you're, if you're looking at a reading, you know, if you're doing a reading for somebody else specifically, tell them the symbol that you're getting, because you want to make sure it's not something literal. Um, so tell them the symbol that you're getting, and then you can explain what it means to you, what it meant when you wrote it down in your sim- symbols journal, um, and what it's you know representing for you. So I talked about a symbol that represents my mom, and it's actually a baseball diamond. So she never, ever in her life played the game of baseball, but towards the end of her life, she started watching baseball games all the time. So now when I see a baseball diamond, I tell my clients, okay, this is either an actual reference to watching a baseball game or playing baseball, or it's your mother coming through. <laughs> You know, because wow. I know that that's a reference <laughs> for mom. So it's a very, okay. you know, strange symbol. And obviously it's not going to be a symbol for most other people to represent their mother or a mother. Um, but for me, that's what it represents. So that's why I say, you know, make a symbols journal because your symbols journal can be very common, like the stop sign, um, like the different symbols that you have in there can be very common or they can be very specific to you. It's something that you'll understand immediately when you see it. I think that's – and think about this way. When we think of language and when we think of understanding messages, we communicate with words. But sometimes psychically, uh, like for mediumship, for example, or your spirit guides, they're not going to always necessarily provide words. They give you certain symbols intertwined with a word maybe or depending on your ability as well. 
Is that something that you, you find as well when you work with people is explain that there's going to be a mixture? I know you talked about different modalities in your book, mm-hmm. but understanding how to interpret symbols with, you know, other messages or other, abil- you know, your clairs, for example, is that something that you usually tell people to understand and differentiate as you get better and you come into your power, so to speak, uh, that that's something that people will gain as they deepen their abilities? Um, absolutely. But when you, you know, you look at the different ways you receive messages, um, I'd say at least 50%, if not more, is symbolic. And it's because your guides, your loved ones, you know, the universe, it, they're all trying to send you messages or information as easily as possible with as, as, as little information as they can give you to give you a, a very broad um, bit of information. So they're going to send it to you very simply. And, you know, usually you don't get full paragraphs from the other side. Like wow. if, you know, let's, let's take Mary, for instance. Mary's sitting there asking us the question, you know, what should she do? I'm not hearing my guides or my loved ones or her guides or the universe telling me, you know, this is specifically what you should tell Mary. You should tell Mary that you see her doing blah, blah, blah. That's not what it's about. Um, And that's not what happens. You just get these thoughts, these feelings, these images, and that's what you relate to them. So sometimes the way that you relate it is wrong. But when I tell, what I tell my clients all the time Um, And what I tell my students all the time is relay it exactly as you get it, because it may not mean anything to you, but it may mean everything to them. They may be able to totally understand exactly what you're talking about. Um, You don't want to try and interpret it without letting them know what you're getting, because you may be interpreting it totally wrong. And, you know, you asked if symbols um, are the only way that you get information. They're definitely not, but they're a huge part of it. And like I said, generally, you don't get like full paragraphs to tell your clients. It's your interpretation of the images or the messages that you're getting that you're sharing with your clients or that you're sharing with yourself or with other people. Um, I had a, a woman come in. I'm not sure if it's in this book or a different book, but I had a woman come in. And at the very end, you know, we had gotten a lot of information for her. But she said, you know, I'm really kind of bummed that my mom didn't come through. And all of a sudden, I saw like a little image of a turtle. And I said, well, what's the... You know, I'm getting an image of a turtle. Does that mean something to you? And she said, oh, my God. And I said, well, it's like a little pewter turtle or something, but it means so much more. It has to do with your mom, I think. She's showing me. I said, what is that? That's kind of crazy. A turtle? And she pulled a turtle, a little teeny pewter turtle out of her pocket that her it was very special to her mom. Her mom loved turtles. It was her mom's little turtle or something. And she brought it to the reading specifically because she wanted to hear from her mom. And that's all she needed me to say was turtle. And she knew her mom was there. So, you know, sometimes I love those it's symbolic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's symbolic, but sometimes it's literal. So if I had tried to interpret that, I would have said, well, you know, is your mom slow? Does she do things, you know, did she do things slowly? Because that's what you think of when you think of turtles, right? Did she have a hard exterior? Um, so if I had tried to interpret that for, instead of just telling her exactly what it was that I was seeing, I would have messed it all up. So you definitely want to give your, you know, give yourself and give your clients the opportunity to translate it themselves or to understand it themselves to see if it actually is something literal and not just symbolic. I like the fact that you tie that into it. The fact that at the end of the reading, uh, she was asking about her mom and last minute you picked up on the turtle. Those are the kind of things I find during readings that people find so powerful because of the fact that you're able to give them a direct symbol that represents many mm-hmm. things, not just the image or the thing that you're picking up on. It represented her mother. It represented probably her relationship with her mother, memories with her mother. That you know that that's something that really can help someone who's grieving the loss. So I think it's very yeah. great that you brought that up as a point of reference. I um, well, you know, today what? Uh, sorry, um, today I just did a reading for somebody, and you know, all her loved ones are coming through. But then I was like, okay, wait a second, I'm seeing like a cart like somebody with a cart pushing a cart down the street. And she's like, no, no, I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, it's an older like Italian man. And he's pushing a cart down the street with the vegetables in it. I said, is, is the cart symbolic in some way? And she said, Oh my God, that's my grandfather. He used to push a cart <laughs> down the street in Stanford and like, you know, sell vegetables out of the cart. That's what he did. <laughs> and he was from Italy. <laughs> so, 
Wow. Like I said, you know, sometimes you, you get those people that they just want to pop in and, and let you know that they're around, but they're not going to give you really much information. So they're just letting you know that they're here, they're visiting, they see what you're doing. Um, and that's enough sometimes, you know, just having that one bit, that one image is, is plenty for them to know that they're around. And that's, again, that's one of the easiest ways that they communicate with us. They just try and give us quick flashes um, with whatever our psychic ability um, strength is. They'll try and give us quick flashes of what, you know, what they can use to help us let, their, let the client or let our friends or let ourselves even know that they're there. Absolutely. I'd like to take um, one more caller um, who's been on hold for about 45 minutes. Uh, I'd wow. like to get her in on a question, and then we'll go back to the sure. material because there's a lot of great points on this. Her name's Aviva. Hold on one second. Sure. Hi, Aviva. Welcome to the show. May I ask you where you're calling from? Yes, I'm from New York. Okay, great. And do you can have you a question me? for us? Yes, I can hear you. Well, I actually Welcome to called the show. in for a support and uh, curiosity because I, I know Melanie from my Instagram feed and also her sister was my supervisor for lots of courses I took. Uh, oh, hi, Aviva. Excellent. Hi, and I was curious, but as I'm listening to everybody, I realize I probably do have questions that are coming through, and one would have to just do with um, if any of my surroundings, uh, guides or past family members or loved ones, have anything to say about my daughter's situation. And um, I also feel I'd like to know if my birth father um, on the other side, who I never met, is aware of all the reunions going on in the birth family. Um, I, I kind of want to start with that. I feel like there is a lot of awareness, and I actually feel like he's around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there was some kind of discord or something that happened um, with him, which caused him to go away. So I'm not sure exactly what that was, um, but I feel like you know he is definitely aware and and sees what's happening. Um, and I feel like there were things that were kind of, he felt like were out of his control or something. So I'm not sure if you understand what I'm talking about or, or can relate to what I'm talking about. Probably. I mean, this is, again, I never met my birth father. I've learned a lot since I've gone searching and found things. And um, he gotcha. had at least five children that all didn't know each other. I knew them all and who they were. I'm the one that connected everybody after I found them all because um, yeah. I knew how to find everybody. Um, so now we're all really three out of five of us are very close and have had a reunion and we're going to be together for a family event soon. So I was curious if he knew that we found each other and how does he feel about it? That's awesome. And like I said, I feel like there were, you know, okay, I'm going to be just kind of blunt and honest here. I don't know how much history you know about me or Tammy, my sister, um, but our father left. So I never met my father either. And he had children, mm-hmm. a bunch of children. <laughs> Um, and nobody mm-hmm. knew him, like nobody really knew him because he took off. And that's essentially the same feeling that I'm getting from your father. So I feel like he just couldn't, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't be around. So it's, it's not anything against his kids or the kids that he had, um, or I should say the children that he had, um, but it's just, he couldn't do it. He, he couldn't handle it kind of thing. Oh. Um, well, that's and okay for I, us because um, in the, in the healing uh, experience I'm having, the generation that he produced none of them have the feelings that the mothers he left behind of these children had. So a lot of the issues he may be conveying had to do with the birth mothers that were all different people and had a lot of feelings about being left behind and abandoned and all that. But it all came from his own stuff, his own pain. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting I get and I'm trying to be like the healer in the lifetime that's here right now. And (laughs) I just want to know if he knows it because I really feel that uh, he's helping me do it. I feel like he does acknowledge I, it. I feel like he is around. Um, Jason, mm-hmm. you want to say something? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. You can add your stuff in, and I'll I'll add in afterwards. Go ahead. Okay. Um, but it's interesting. I feel like he's still trying to learn. Like he's still trying to figure out why the heck was I like that? Why the heck did I do that? Um, and there's still almost like a neutrality from him on the other side. Like not necessarily mm-hmm. a you know overwhelming joy, but there's there's definitely a, an appreciation, like I said before, an appreciation for what's happening. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, again, it's not like an overwhelming joy that I'm feeling from him because he's still kind of trying to figure out, you know, what the heck did I do? Why the heck did I do that? 
how can I make it better, um, you know, next time around, or how can I, you know, help this time? But I don't feel like mm-hmm. it's, um, it's like a huge, you know, jumping for joy kind of energy, but it's definitely an appreciation. And I feel like he is there to assist or to lend you help when you need it and when you ask for it and when you're being specific mm-hmm. about it. Um, I definitely feel like he's mm-hmm. around for that. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'll add in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things I feel like um, when I do mediumship stuff for readings, people on the other side watch us regularly. At least that's my impression. And I feel like he watches you on the phone organizing this stuff and walking around and, like, being excited. And so for that, he's acknowledging that. And it's almost like he's applauding you for that and doing everything you're doing right now. He's also trying to convey that he realizes he wasn't the perfect father, obviously. He wasn't the perfect stereotype, and he made uh, the perfect example, I should say. He made errors of his judgment while alive. He is appreciative of the fact that you're working to bring everyone together. And I feel like in the future, you're going to – someone's either talking about getting their genealogy done or getting the Ancestry.com kind of stuff done, but I feel like he's actually bringing that up too, that if that's not something at all you've discussed, it's going to be something you will discuss when you all get together. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and I, I think the reunion is going to be really good. I think it's going to lead to other reunions in the future. Yeah, well, three of us have met out of the five. The other two are not um, open because they have so much pain in their own lives. About we all have different mothers, so all the mothers were burnt, <laughs> and I was at, put up, I was adopted gotcha. privately. So I again never met him, but a lot of the reunion stuff mm-hmm. I've actually given them gifts for the uh, Twenty Three and Me kit to the ones. I've met, okay. so it's been very exciting. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, why he's bringing that like up. You want to acknowledge that. I, I definitely feel like it's going to expand your your family. So the the work that you're doing is great. I think that the stuff that you're doing is really good. Um, but one of the things I'm also getting about you specifically um, regarding this is um, take a breath once in a while. Like make sure that you mm-hmm. stay healthy for you. And don't get too overwhelmed by everything. Okay. That might relate to my daughter because <laughs> that was another question I had. Huh. I don't know if there's any time for anything tuning in about her, but that's a different situation, but I, that's been a high-stress yeah. situation. Um, well, I guess um, we're short about on your time. Daughter, that, go, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, ahead. I'll just say I'm really, really quick. Um, I feel like sometimes she feels like, you know, the safety net is too tight or too um, – kind of controlling like what she's doing or, or what's happening around her. And so it's almost mm-hmm. like it feels like she's she's struggling like to get free. Um, so I'm also here to let go. So um, I feel like she needs to kind of allow herself to move on. Um, and That's perfectly sure true. She's special needs yeah. and she wants independence. So, yes, thank okay. you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I said, the net feels like it's just too tight. She feels claustrophobic sometimes. She needs to be able to be free. And you know, kind of um, be, I don't know how else to say it, but just kind of let go. Um, so It would be great I, if I it was that safe. That's the whole, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, like I said, it's that safety net, right? It feels like that safety net is, it just, you know, as, as much as you're trying to keep her safe and, and secure, it just feels claustrophobic to me sometimes. So, um, for her. So I just feel like that's what yes. she's trying to kind of, yeah. Okay, make sense? It does make a lot of sense. I thank you for the time you've given to it. Yeah. The one thing I'll add into that is whatever has been going on with your daughter, um, just so you know, I I accidentally got disconnected for a minute. I'm glad you guys were talking. I had to call back in. But uh, (laughs) to get back onto the show. I heard that. So I missed a little little segment of that. I wasn't going to hide it. But I wanted to say, the one thing about your daughter, I feel like the last two months have been difficult, but I feel like by the middle or end of September, she gets clarity or you get clarity with her situation. So things are going to come to – uh, some type of a, you're going to have like a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's going to be um, something positive coming out between now and like when it becomes fall, like the 21st of, July, of September, around that time of the month. So there's something coming up that's going to okay. be beneficial. Okay. Great. So just hang in there and tell her to hang in there and don't get too um, wrapped up in the details of it right now. Be, be mindful of it, but I feel like things do work out for, you know, you and her in about a month or so. Um, and I'm you. also, I'm sorry, I know we're running out of time here, but I'm also going to say that I feel like 
she gets really frustrated because people can't understand her or understand what she's trying to express um, or exactly. the things that she's trying to share. And so she gets really, really frustrated. And I'm not sure exactly how to um, alleviate that for her or for you, um, but maybe just give her a little more time with things. And if she's, you know, if you feel like she's trying to express something, um, then maybe uh, give her a different way or a different a different possible um, means of expressing it because I feel like she's getting frustrated because she's not able to share or she's not being understood. Okay. Okay. Well, they're all on target. I really appreciate it because it <laughs> is very true based on everything we've been through for the last few months. So uh-huh. I look forward to the middle of September. <laughs> like you're I feel pretty confident. <laughs> when I give time frames like that, I'm usually uh, a little cautious, but in this particular situation, I feel pretty comfortable that in the next 30 days you'll see some some clarity with the situation and it won't be as stressful for you guys. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. Have a good day. Thanks, Aviva. You too. Thank you. Melanie, this show's flying by. We have only a few minutes left. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, the material in your book is, is really a good read for anyone who's interested in wanting to develop their psychic abilities in a deeper level. I, I, I would ask you, because I know that chapters four, five, and beyond talk about building from the base. And for anyone who's interested in the audience and wanting to pick up this book and, and develop their own abilities based on the information that you've written in the book, is there any particular suggestion that you'd give to a, a person of our audience who says, for example, that they, they don't really have a lot of understanding or grasp of their psychic abilities, but they feel confident enough in knowing that they might be clear audience, you know, they have clear audience. Uh, what would recommendation would you make for any beginner um, in terms of how to use your book, how to reference it, how to, how should they approach this book when they pick it up to read it? Sure. Well, in any of my books, um, I share stories to help me ex- or to help explain to the reader what the concepts are that I'm talking about. I use stories of true readings and, you know, actual events that have happened in my life or with clients of mine. Um, And those stories are in there not to, you know, kind of boost my ego or anything like that. They're in there so that um, can relate. So I think that's a big part of um, kind of learning to develop is being able to relate to real life psychic stuff. But the second part in all, in almost all of my books, there's exercises to help you specifically. So if there's something that you want to do, you can kind of jump around and look at the different exercises in the book to see which ones resonate with you, which ones feel right, which ones feel good, which ones are you able to do comfortably. And, you know, it may be that you can go back and forth and do those same exercises over and over and over again to develop a deeper, um, clear audience ability um, or, you know, whatever else, other ability you're looking for. But I would definitely suggest practicing. So, you know, my books, all of them, you're able to actually get hands-on practice because there's so many different exercises in there. And by getting practice, you are deepening your intuitive abilities and your psychic abilities. So I think that's the best way to develop. That's great. Are you doing any – I think – I believe you are doing events to promote your book. Is that right? Correct, Yeah. Can you share with our audience who might be near you uh, what you have coming up? So in case they want to come visit and check you out, where could they go? Sure. So August 13th, I'm doing an event at a local bookstore in my town. It's called Bird's Books um, on August 13th. If you go onto my Facebook page, Melanie Barnum Psychic, um, you will see events that I'm promoting, and that's one of them. And then September 19th, I believe, I'm going to be – in Connecticut and Southington, Connecticut Library, doing an event there as well. Um, and then in October, I have an event coming up. Again, these are all in, in Connecticut. Um, and in October, okay. I'm going to have an event coming up in Stamford. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of local things right now that I have going on. My my idea is that I'm going to be traveling some more next year. So I'll be going far and wide. But I also do uh, Facebook Lives, and I do things on YouTube now. Um, and I do do uh, phone events, so people can call in and, and do a live event with me or a workshop with me. And just to revisit so that our audience can – I'm going to also post this information, but just in case, I, I know I have some on the, on the description already. If they want to find your website, what's your website again for our audience? Sure. It's just MelanieBarnum.com. Okay, great. 
Um, and then I'm going to ask Facebook you and ahead. sorry, Facebook and Instagram are Melanie Barnum Psychic, and I think Twitter is just Melanie Barnum. So you can check me out all over okay. social media. I wanted to thank you for making that flyer, by the way, <laughs> um, oh, to promote our show, by the way. Definitely appreciate that. And um, I, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to come on our show today and share this new information and just give us an update about everything you're accomplishing. I, I, and these readings were phenomenal. Thank you for doing that for our audience. Um, oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for, you know, keep me posted. If you do ever make it down to Tampa, let us know, because I'd love to host an event for you to promote your information to our local audience here oh. in Tampa. And um, and if we're ever up in the Connecticut area, I will let you know as well. But um, Sounds I good. just want to really thank you for. I, I love I love when I have people on who are making this their life mission and they're so passionate about it, and it's just something that you're helping so you know so many people learning about this topic and also helping them through what you're doing. So I, I just want to give you kudos on that and really thank you for everything that's being done and uh, the work that you do on a daily basis. Thanks. You too, Jason. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Keep in touch, and thank you for, for keeping me informed of your uh, your most recent accomplishment. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Okay. Thank you. Have right. a good night. Bye-bye. I know we have uh, two callers that were left, and I want to apologize for you guys, but unfortunately we ran out of time um regarding our episode for your questions if you do want to contact me directly i'll be happy to uh see if i could maybe try to help you you can uh, send me an email info at the letter d socialpsychicradio.com send me an an email regarding your question just cite that you were calling into the show and i'll do my best to help where i can i uh i really am excited about our upcoming shows and the information that we're going to be doing um, with our different guests. We have some very, um, a broad spectrum of different people coming on. Uh, August, September is going to be busy with programming. We're going to be back up and running with that. I'm also on Let Everyone Know. I'm very excited. We are going to be debuting um, a few series on the YouTube channel. I set that up earlier last year. I haven't really had much to do with it until recently, but that's coming up as well. So I will let you guys know when that's happening. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, I think Melanie is an incredible person, and I believe strongly in synchronicity. And I was introduced to Ms. Barnum through a college friend, and I'm so grateful that happened because her information, her wealth of knowledge, and her skill set are off the charts incredible. And I, I really am happy to have her on and sharing everything that she's uh, been doing. One of the things that I, I, I think the podcast helps to do is shed light on different topics that I probably would have never been exposed to. And uh, for anyone in our audience as well, you get exposed to different topics. And I, I feel like the, the discourse there is very enjoyable. So Melanie, congratulations on your success. I am very happy that you came on. Uh, each of us has an interest in wanting to grow our intuitive abilities. There's a lot of us who get deja vu. And you discredit yourself because you're thinking, oh, this information is probably just something that I am just picking up. It's not from an intuitive source. Or you might have a gift of some sort. You might get dreams and things happen after your dreams that confirm that you're picking up information. But you might feel lost. You may not know how to put all the pieces together connecting the dots. And I feel like if that's you, and you do have an interest in growing your psychic abilities, then definitely check out Melanie Barnum's books, especially Psychic Development Beyond Beginners, Manifest Your Year, Exercise to Make Your Wishes Come True, and her other books. Uh, psychic development courses and anything regarding this topic can be very helpful for someone interested in wanting to develop their intuitive abilities further. Research the people you work with. Research the classes you choose to take. Make sure it's a bang for your buck. Get someone credible to work with. If there's someone overcharging for a class, pay attention to that. Find out their credentials. Look at their reviews. You know, if someone's charging a lot of money for a class and you find another class and you're looking at your economics, compare. See what these different um, psychics provide or different instructors can provide to you. And keep in mind, too, everyone has their own style. Sometimes 
there's an individual that might have a really strong psychic gift and they may not know the terminology because they haven't studied this material very well. So a term such as vibration or mindfulness or meditate, whatever these terms are, these terms of art that everyone that is very well versed with this stuff becomes familiar with. Don't get psyched out by the newness of this. If this is something that you're definitely interested in, pursue it. You can help a lot of people. You can make a difference. And you may find it extremely enjoyable for you going forward as well. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And definitely check us out next Thursday. We're returning with Thursday's episodes, um, live episodes, as well as uh, recorded episodes will be part of our podcast. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you looking for that perfect gift to express your appreciation for your loved one or bestie? Well, look no further. Royal Susie offers one-of-a-kind designs with genuine high-quality crystals, stones, and the most precious of metals that are guaranteed to satisfy the urges of your inner king or queen. Each piece is handcrafted with love and is sure to inspire and captivate all. Indulge yourself by visiting Royal Susie's website at www.royalsusie.com for splendid items like agate bookends, impressively crystal-studded bottle stoppers, and beautifully handcrafted nightlights that will charm every room in your home. Royal Susie's featured collections will truly delight your guests and always make them feel welcome. Any questions? Contact Royal Susie directly by email at royalsusiedesigns at yahoo.com. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum, restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.